0: We live in a nation built on classical liberalism and that's been a good thing when we were mostly a nation composed of Christians. But the no establishment clause in the Constitution and the idea of separation of church and state have morphed and uh, manifested into an antipathy toward the church and her Christ. The no establishment clause basically meant that the federal government uh, couldn't establish a denomination as the federal uh, religion, but it's morphed into thinking that the Constitution prohibits any intermingling of the divine and the natural. The history of the country and her founders clearly show that this was not what was intended, but because of our unbelief and rebellion, church-sanctioned adultery and so forth, we are losing our power as God promises uh, when we disobey Him. So one of the side effects of our classical liberalism has been for Christians, uh, Christians even, to privilege a pluralistic framework which allows for the equal flourishing of gods in the public space. Another side effect is for Christians to make their religion private and to privilege that aspect over every other aspect of their Christian life. It's been good that evangelicals have emphasized the personal relationship with Jesus uh, and the individual, the prayer closet, um, personal holiness. All of these things are good and foundational, but that's not the whole story. And it's been bad that evangelicals have not emphasized the political relationship Christ has with the president, with our senators, with our congressmen and governors, it seems to me that scripture more often than not is placing Christ's relationship with humanity as one that is political just as much as it is spiritual. I was, uh, I was reading Daniel a few weeks ago, and I was struck by what King Darius did after the Daniel and the Lion's Den uh, miracle. From Daniel 6, Then King Darius wrote, To all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell on the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble in fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues, and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions." King Darius is violating the no establishment clause of our sacred constitution. He violates the first amendment because he respects the God of a particular religion, the God of the true religion. And so I think we can uh, desire that God grant us presidents and senators and congressmen uh, who are more interesting, uh, more interested in acknowledging uh, the lordship of Christ over the nation rather than the lordship of the people. The governments do not derive their just powers from the people. That's simply not true. Governments derive their just powers from God. Um, And so may God have mercy on our arrogance and foolishness uh, of thinking that we can rule in a religiously neutral space forgive us for thinking that neutrality uh, even existed as uh, Greg Bonson has famously said this is a myth the myth of neutrality uh, Christ is not just Lord of our hearts he is that but scripture has more to say it talks about him being the Lord of our Lords the King of our Kings and that the governments will rest on his shoulders But in order for kings to acknowledge Yahweh God as God of their people, we have to have people who have the power of Daniel. And in order for the people to have the power of Daniel, to stop the mouths of lions, we have to have the favor of God who created and rules those lions. And in order to have the favor of the God who created those lions, we have to repent of our sins personally and corporately as a church. We all know the sins that we have committed personally. And so we have to repent of those. And we all know the sins that the church are involved in uh, publicly and that these are grounded in its idolatry of divorce and remarriage, the adultery that is sanctioned in the church. And so we have to repent of these things if we are going to see political transformation. There simply is no other way around it. Solomon tells us righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And this reminds us of our own need to confess.